Hi, this is Danielle from The Jealous Curator, and this is episode 136 of Art for Your Ear. This episode is supported by Saatchi Art, the world's largest curated online gallery offering original art by independent artists from around the world. Pop over and visit them at saatchiart.com. This episode is also supported by Create Magazine. They promote fresh, unique art from around the world, and artists, designers, and makers are welcome to submit to their print issue open calls or send work to their free daily blog to be featured. Visit create-magazine.com for more information. Okay, today we are calling Berlin. I have long loved the collage work of Claire Celeste Borsch. I'm not pronouncing her last name exactly right, but she assures me that's close enough, even though I think I'm saying it like the soup. But anyway, I wrote about her for the first time in 2014, and I've always assumed that she was German. She's not. She's American, but has lived in Thailand, Brazil, Italy, Argentina, And that's just the first part of the story. Let's go get a few answers to my many questions, shall we? Calling Claire in Berlin. Hi, Claire. Hi, Danielle. This is many years in the making, this conversation. (laughs) I know, and I've been following you for almost a decade. It's, um, yeah, very exciting. Yeah, well, we did the Land of Nod thing together. Yeah, years ago. That's true. That was great. Mm -hmm. Were you pregnant then? No, I was a new mom. Okay. Um, Yeah, I was making that collage during Nikolai's nap. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Because I remember, yeah, reaching out to you and I didn't realize, and you were like, I have literally just had a baby. I couldn't remember if you were about to have him or if you had had him, but you graciously still did a new collage. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, no, I was so excited. It was just what I needed. I feel like it's so nice to. It was so nice to have done that job while I was a new mom. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a really like a shot in the arm. I, I needed it. Oh, that's <laughs> good. Well, I'm glad to hear that, that you're not cursing my name that I was like, <laughs> come no, on. No, no, it was so awesome. I was so excited. Okay, good. Um, so, okay, so we've emailed back and forth a zillion times for stuff like that, but we've never talked. So there are a lot of things to ask you. Now, normally I say, oh, where did you grow up and were you an artsy kid? And I'm going to ask you that, but there's quite, okay, Brazil, United States, Italy, Honduras, Argentina, Germany. (laughs) That's that's the list of places you've lived. So where were you? It's even longer than that, actually. (laughs) Oh, is it? You had to edit? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so where were you uh, born? Well, I was born in Bangkok, Thailand. Um... And I, I think it, it will all make a little bit more sense if I rewind a little bit okay. um, to my parents to explain why we were in Bangkok. So my um, father worked as a diplomat. Um, but when they met, he was a history professor at Indiana University. And my mom was studying textile arts at Indiana University. And they met at a coffee shop where my mom had one of her tapestries hanging on the wall. Um, and they fell in love and got married. And my father was actually doing research, um, in Brazil. So they lived in Brazil. They lived abroad before he joined the foreign service when he was still working as a history professor. Um, and then later he took the foreign service exam, got into the foreign service. And the first place they were, um, posted was, was in, it was Bangkok, Thailand. And that's where I was born. Yeah. Um, and then they stayed there for about um, two, two years and I was there for one year. Um, and then they moved to Brasilia. Um, 
Brasilia, Brazil, and um, my mom really didn't like it. So they they uh, ended up applying to um, to Recife, Brazil, and that's where um, I lived until I was six years old. And Recife is in the northern part of Brazil on the coast. Mm-hmm. Um, in Pernambuco, it's really, really beautiful and super magical, and it was an amazing place to be a little kid. Um, we were right across the street from the ocean on the equator. I had no idea what winter was. <laughs> I remember my parents bought this really cute little winter jacket, and I remember looking at it and being like, why would anyone wear this? <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I spoke Portuguese better than I spoke English, actually. Um, I would say it was my first language, even though it's kind of been buried um, by... Wow. By the years, um, yeah, I was just this completely Brazilian little kid when I was little. I was always, you know, watching Shusha and dancing to Fojo, and uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know it's such a trip. I was um, so so yeah. So that was until I was six, and then we moved to um, to Washington D.C. for six years. That's kind of the home home base. Okay. Um, and I went to elementary school there, and then um, when I was twelve. We got stationed to um, Florence, Italy, which was oh my amazing. I know it was so beautiful. Um, I went to school uh, in a an American school that was in Tuscany, I and mean, we really just surrounded by olive vineyards. Good it was lord, really gorgeous. Um, I mean, I think <laughs> I feel like it was a little lost on my thirteen year old self because I was definitely in that adolescent. Well, I was just going to ask. That's a tough time to move. How did you feel like? Um, I mean, yeah. it's beautiful. As an adult, you'd be like, wow, but as a 12, 13-year-old. It was really hard, actually. Yeah, um, yeah I, when, I, when I moved, when I was 12, I remember um, it was so sad. They, they gave away our dog. Oh, <laughs> was, no. And, uh, yeah, because they, they, the embassy said that we couldn't have dogs. And I, and I, I remember um, I, I tied myself to the radiator, <laughs> like I'm not leaving. Yeah, very dramatic. Um, and, uh, and I really didn't want to leave. Um, but then we got there, and it was so beautiful. I think my sister and I just felt like we had fallen into a fairy tale or something. It was, it was pretty amazing. Um, and, and that was really, really lovely. And we, they ended up closing, um, it wasn't the embassy, it was the consulate. They ended up closing the, um, the consulate. So our tour got cut short. So we actually had to leave after two years instead of four. And I was really, really sad because I was so excited about going to high school in Italy because you get to have a motorini and, um, you know, I was, uh, like really excited to, you know, drink cappuccinos and ride around on my scooter. <laughs> I had it all planned out. I was really, really excited to be a teenager in, in Florence. And, um, and we moved and, and we moved to Sao Paulo, uh, Brazil, which you cannot imagine like a more jarring move <laughs> because Florence is, is tiny. It's this little gem kind of nestled inside of Tuscany. It's, um, it's really small. You can kind of basically see from one end of the city to the other if you're standing up um, on the on the hillsides. Um, and Sao Paulo has, it's just endless, um, mm. just massive, unending sort of concrete dystopian vision. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and I remember just driving, my sister and I, we were just in silence as we drove from the airport into the city because you, you drive for, for what seems like forever through just industrial neighborhoods and then past favelas um, and... Oh, yeah. Yeah, like open sewage on the street. I mean, it was it, it, it's not a, a pretty drive into Sao Paulo. Um, and I think we were just so shocked. We're like, okay, this is the new home. Um, and and the, the thing about Sao Paulo is that it actually, 
it's not a nice place to visit as a tourist um, because it isn't pretty, but um, there is a lot of culture um, there. It's it's really amazing restaurants, really amazing museums, um, really amazing fashion. It's sort of the cultural hub of, of Brazil. Um, so I, I, I came to actually like it. Um, <laughs> after the initial shock of having moved somewhere, you know, sort of quaint and beautiful to, to somewhere um, uh, kind of brutal, like, like Sao Paulo. So how but, old uh, were you when you arrived there? Like 15-ish? Yeah, 14. Oh, no, 14. 15. 15. Yeah, okay. 15. Yeah, yeah. Also a tough age. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so so we were there, and then um, and then I uh, graduated um, from high school there, and then um, from there I, I moved to San Francisco, and it was so funny because I was American, but I actually spoke English with an accent at that time because I hadn't li- been living in the States for so long, and all of my friends even if we spoke English together, they all spoke English with a Brazilian accent. Yeah. <laughs> so I had this Brazilian intonation um, to my to my English, and um, and I actually arrived at university. I went to San Francisco State, and um, and I was grouped with the international kids. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> we were all like you know like acclimating to American culture, and it's it is true. I mean, I'm, the states feels really foreign to me, even though I'm I'm American. Um, so yeah, so I did my undergraduate there and then, um, and then after I graduated, I was like, well, what do I do? I guess I, I move again. So I, I, um, <laughs> packed up and I moved with my, my um, boyfriend at the time and we moved to, um, to Buenos Aires, Argentina. And it was so funny because I was like, oh yeah, Argentina, that's right next to Brazil. Like I, I can totally handle that. It ended up being so different than, I mean, I can't, like the two cultures are super, super different. Um, and but I was there for three years, and that was 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 nice. Um, do they, what actually, do they speak in Argentina? They speak um, Spanish. Yeah. But with this really cool, I mean, it's I had the accent, I had the Porteña accent, and I still actually have it when people um, speak Spanish to me. They're like, "Why do you speak like an Argentine?" Oh. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's this very specific regional dialect in in, in Buenos Aires, um, and it's it's kind of Spanish with an Italian, um, um, uh, like I don't know, kind of, um, like sing song. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, because they have a lot of Italian immigrants. Um, so yeah, so that was really fun. Actually, um, I had a, uh, opened up a little art gallery with a friend there for about um, six or seven months before I left, and uh, we made no money, but we had a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so so then I I kind of I felt after that time that I had, I don't know Argentina was really fun, but it felt a little bit like I was on holidays for a long time, and I, I was ready to maybe do something. So I went back to the states. And applied to grad school, um, and then um, moved to LA to go to school, and then ended up getting a job in LA, and then at the at the Arts Commission actually, um, and then that's where I met my husband, and then we took a vacation to um, Europe, and after two weeks of just drinking white wine and espressos, I was like, why don't we live in Europe? <laughs> and we and we moved, and uh, and we've been here ever since, and um, I have no plans on on moving again I'm really really happy here wow okay and so is he German he's German yeah. okay and so was he so he was German but just in the states doing school or something no he um was actually he had studied film in Berlin and he was working um in the state in in Los Angeles as a oh, film okay. producer yeah okay wow 
Yeah, sorry. It's really long-winded. I was like, how can I make this pity? No, you don't need to. That's such a cool story. And, you know, okay, then we're going to go back and talk about how art fit into all of that. But uh, what, a, what a crazy experience. How many languages do you speak? So I... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I speak I speak German and, and English right now primarily. Um, I speak German at home with my husband and, and then English with my with my son. Um, I can get by in Spanish. About seven or eight years ago, I was really really fluent. Um, and then Portuguese is the same thing where it's there, but I just haven't used it in so long. Right. Um, which is a pity. I, I really like. For for me, I'm not someone that can retain. I need to be using the language, otherwise it disappears. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I can eavesdrop on people in Spanish and Portuguese, and I think in about a month I would be back to to speaking fluently. But um, they just haven't. I've been so focused on learning German, um, which is really hard. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> it's so different, like such yeah. a different kind of language in Spanish and Portuguese. Totally. I feel like, I mean, Spanish, Italian, and Portuguese, I feel like you're just kind of learning different variations of the same language. It really felt like cheating learning Spanish after Portuguese. It was really easy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and German is just this totally different thing. Um, the sentence structure is bonkers. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, it's been um, a, a much longer process. How long have you guys been there now? We've been here four years. Four years. Okay. Yeah. And do you think, well, I won't, do you think you'll stay in Germany? Yes. And, okay. and this kind of ties into the art question. Is I think it's, it's been really important for me to finally um, grow some roots. Mm. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's interesting because, well, yeah, I mean, but it, it's so neat because everything that you've experienced up until now, you know, has fed into it. But you know what's so funny is I always thought you were German. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah because you're based in name. Berlin and your last yeah. name. And so I just always assumed. And then <laughs> I was poking around to do research for this, and it was like American. And I was like, what? And then found yeah. all of these other places. But did you know, my, my dad worked for the Canadian Embassy in Brussels. Oh, wow. Okay, and, did you live there as a girl? Well, no, because I refused to go. I chained myself to the um, radiator, too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they left yeah. me there. So my I was heading into grade 12, and I'd been here since second grade, and I wanted to graduate with my friends. And my brother yeah. and sister are younger than me. And so my parents left me here with friends, the family. Yeah. Um, and they all moved to Belgium. Okay. And uh, when they got there, they got a dog <laughs> that, <laughs> that was left behind by an American uh, uh, embassy family that was going back to the States and couldn't bring their dog with them. Yeah. So we adopted Spanky a six-year-old Spaniel, because, uh, yeah, they weren't allowed to take her with them. And somehow when we, after my dad, it was a three-year posting, I think, once my dad was done, um, he wasn't, he it was only like a three-year, uh, uh, like, attache program. So he came back okay. to work for Agriculture Canada, so we were allowed to bring Spanky with us. Oh, nice. Well, I didn't yeah. say us. I wasn't even there. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I pulled the, I pulled the, um, stomping my feet. I'm not going. And they actually yeah. let me stay. That's, that's really great. Yeah. I mean, it was hard for my sister and I, I think, um, is she younger or older than you? She's younger than, than yeah. I am. And I'm, I'm so glad that I have a sibling that lived through that because I think it's such a weird and different yeah. <laughs> upbringing. Yeah. Um, that it's really nice to have someone to, um, to talk about it all with. Yeah. Um, that actually went through the exact same stuff. Because yeah, my brother yeah. and sister went through the same stuff. Like, they ended up going to Europe together. Um, and mm -hmm. then 
when they moved back to Canada, it was a bit of a shocker because they went from Brussels, you know, like the, right. the capital of Europe, to Morden, Manitoba, population 5,000. <laughs> yeah. In the middle yeah. of nowhere. And um, my sister was going into grade 12, and my brother was going into grade 9, I think. So that's a really hard time to move again. Right. So, right. and I... I wasn't part of any of that. By that time I was at university just doing my own thing. So yeah, like they had this very different growing up than I did, but we're all in the same family. Yeah. It's really odd. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, I kind of get it. Yeah. But also yeah, it not was, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny when I was younger in my twenties, I was like, yeah, you know, it was so cool. We were always moving around and that's everything very romantic. And, and now that I'm older, um, I realized how hard it was, and I, and I think I think I also realized that there's kind of these holes where um, other people have like childhood friends, and um, you know, like where are you from? An answer to that question. Right. Yeah. That's what exactly. do you say? Gosh, I don't know. I just I usually say that it's a long story, right. um, and then I ask if they <laughs> want to hear. It. People they think you're a spy or something. It's like you cannot yeah. disclose that information. I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you can just give them a link to this podcast now. Yeah, I know. It's just all like, right there. Okay, yeah. so the art question. So while you were moving around the entire world, yeah. were you an artsy kid? Like, were you making art along the way? Were you wanting to go to museums? Was that part of your DNA or no? Yeah, okay. yeah super, super artsy. Um, I think I think I announced for the first time that I wanted to be an artist when I was five. <laughs> I just oh. was so sure of it. Um, and, and my parents were really, um, you know, cultured, I guess, and, and really interested in the arts. They, um, something that I'm super grateful for them is that they took my sister and I to tons of modern dance performances and exhibitions. Um, we were exposed to, um, to all of that really early and, and they, it, they never watered it down. You know, I remember, um, going to these like super conceptual dance performances where people were just sort of like moving slow motion across yeah. the stage for 45 minutes. And my sister and I would sit through it. And, uh, and I think my parents were, um, you know, they, they exposed us to it. And I think that they also, um, knew that we could, could appreciate it. And, and, um, DC has amazing museums and my mom yeah. would often, take us to the National Gallery. So um, really grew up all around uh, art and artists as well. My parents have a lot of artist friends. Um, and my mom was an artist when she was... Um, well, yeah, yeah, the tapestries and... Yeah, she was. She did that when she was younger, and and she actually stopped doing art um, when she moved abroad with my father. She told me this uh, sad story that when, when she, we were living in... Um, when we were living in um, in Thailand, and I was, uh, she was pregnant with me. She got an invitation to be in a in a show, and she got the invitation the day of the show because the international post had taken so long. And she said that she she cried really for a long time about it because she was so crestfallen. I think she kind of realized that that um, that it that that it wasn't going to happen um, for her being married to a diplomat. And, uh, and I, and another thing that she said is that, you know, when she was in Indiana doing her artwork, she would spend many hours alone at her loom. It's very, she lived out in a, in a, you know, commune in the desert, super seventies <laughs> <laughs> before she met my dad. And, and, um, and, and she said that those long hours alone in the studio combined with being an expat and alone in a foreign country was just too much. Mm. Um, so, so she stopped and, um, um doing artwork and I, and, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about this, so 
so yes, I was really art, artsy growing up, and I and I um, I loved it. I actually have these really funny photos of me as a little girl in Recife, and I would do these like assemblages <laughs> where I would take all the objects in the room and kind of make these um, little altars. Wow! <laughs> Stand by them very proudly. <laughs> yes, I was doing installation art when I was five. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, in Brazil. Um, yeah. So I, and I loved doing art. I was always drawing. Um, in in high school, I did. I, I was just constantly in the in in the art room. Um, I preferred it to doing anything else. It was my absolute favorite place. And it also like, it gave this line of continuity, like every, even though everything else would change, like friends, language. Yeah. I always had this sort of nice space to myself where I could make art. Um, and it, it, it was like a, yeah, a continuous line through, through the story. Yeah. That's lovely. Uh, that's so yeah, nice. It's such, so nice to have an anchor like that. Yeah, it was. And and then Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then um it was time for me to go off to college and and I was just sort of was like, Okay, time to apply for art college and um my parents said that if I studied art that they would not support me, that <gasps> I would yeah, that they would financially kind of cut me off. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it was so brutal. And I talked to my mom a lot about this. I was like, gosh, like, why? <laughs> and, um, and she, and she said, you know, she, and I, and I understand it now, um, in retrospect, I think she, she really was trying to protect me from, from what, what happened, what she thought happened to her. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I, I think it was, it was, I now, I now realize this. I think she was doing it out of love. Um, but, but it was really, really hard. And I, and because I just, I had no idea what to do. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. That was my plan, you know, and that's the only thing that's been consistent. And if that's not there, then, then, then what do I do? Um, and I think I spent a lot of, uh, my twenties kind of like trying to figure that out. Um, and I ended up studying cultural anthropology, which I think had to do with like wanting to know, um, kind of make sense of my of my of my experiences growing up like okay like how does like culture and language shape someone you know mm-hmm. um and uh so I think I was kind of prodding those questions by well, what studying. did they think you were going to do with that degree I don't know I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. that's the thing I was like you guys I just don't know I like, thought you were going to be like they made me go to dental school <laughs> no I, it was almost like anything but art yeah it was it was sad I don't know I don't know <laughs> I don't know what um yeah so so I, I graduated and then um and while I was in, in in school my parents were living in Honduras in Tegucigalpa so I would do a lot of um I would spend the summers and the holidays with them and I did a lot of um, volunteer work there which um was was interesting but also I mean I don't know Tegucigalpa is just a very <laughs> super super poor it's not a not a tourist mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I, and I think that um I think that because I was, I was sort of I was reading your questions and I'm like okay like my path towards art and I'm like why didn't I just go for it and be an artist I think there was this like confluent like this coming together of a few different things one was my parents saying you know no with like a cap you know like yeah cap. yeah <laughs> <laughs> which which wasn't only just about the money but also I was like I felt like they didn't they didn't think I would make it you know so I, I was like my confidence was really shaken by that. Um, outside of the financial thing. And then, and then I think another thing was that we were always living in these really sort of very poor countries. And I think, um, when I was in Honduras, especially, I was like, well, like, you know, 
I don't know, this is sort of backwards thinking, but I was like, well, how, why am I allowed to be an artist when all these people like don't even have enough food to eat or, you know, and right. I know that that really makes sense, but, but somehow I felt like it was gonna, this like extravagant of me to be wanting to be an artist. So, so I actually, um, did like nonprofit work for all my twenties. Um, and, and, uh, yeah. And, and I even, even recently the, the now being in, in um, sorry, in Germany, I, uh, I was also like, after I did that big installation, I was like, okay, well now what do I do? And I went back and worked for a nonprofit and in a way it was really great. I worked with, um, with, with refugees and I got to do really cool creative projects and I met really amazing people, um, super inspiring. Um, but at the same time, I just, I don't know, I just was never fully happy and I couldn't quite, um, get back to that sort of like sense of self that I had when I was younger, when I just knew exactly what I wanted to do and what I wanted to be. Um, and, and, and I just recently, like really, like really recently, like six weeks ago, <laughs> just like really was, I, I just had this realization, um, that I, I'm like, I've always been an artist. I've always wanted to be an artist what am I doing? Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting older. Like, this is so clearly what I want to be doing. It brings me so much joy. Um, it, the time is now. <laughs> wow. Six weeks ago. Oh my yeah, word. I know. <laughs> well, you know, it's so funny because I mean, I've known about your collages for so long, but, um, I was, you know, I've been paying attention for a while. And of course, like when you had your son, things went a little quiet on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And it just seems like you're like on fire right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it. It feels really, really good. Um, yeah, I keep joking, actually, that um, so I, I had this realization after I caught a terrible stomach flu, <laughs> and I, I didn't eat for four days, and I was just super out of it, and I keep joking <laughs> that um, this is like the mid-30s married with a child version of a like desert vision quest. <laughs> it's just like, getting horribly sick. But, um, but anyways, you know, different, um, means to an end. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was like really out of it. And I was, um, and my husband took my son, um, to my, to his grandma's house, to, to my mother-in-law's house for a few days so I could work on these glass pieces. And I was so happy and so in my element. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just had this realization. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is and so okay so wait but you did you so you did a master's in there somewhere yes but what did um, you do it in oh my god I did it in public policy oh <laughs> I'm so my like, god <laughs> I know I think I and I was so the odd one out in my program I was like <laughs> the total weirdo <laughs> I mean I mean I don't think anyone else like realized it but it's such it's all about like pragmatic and numbers and I'm just there you know just like being like like stare at this tree <laughs> Oh <laughs> okay, well, yeah. so then this whole time, so when you're going to school and doing all this stuff, were you making collages on the side? Like, well, yes, okay. yes, I was always making artwork, and I think that this, I feel like I, I feel like I was always trying to have two spheres happening at the same time. I was always trying to do this. Um, I mean, the policy work fed into the like social work. I, you know, I. I really wanted to be like just be a philanthropist. I wanted to make the world better, and I think, um, and I think that that, and, and I don't know if I would have come to that naturally. I think it, I think it, I think it came from from living so much in the third third yeah. world country. I think yeah. it just like at a certain point, I was like, I can't stomach this anymore. I have to do something to make it better. Um, 
And, and it, 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 you know, it was, it's a hard decision to decide not to do that anymore and just to do artwork. But I, I think I realized like I can't make the world a better place if I'm not coming from like a place of, of, of happiness. And, mm-hmm. and joy. Well, you know, and I think probably now that you've made that decision, I bet there will be opportunities to do things with your art that help make the world a better place. Like even like I, when you were saying working with like refugees and like if you can, you know, marry it and do like creative things or, you know, like I think there's a way to blend them. Yeah, I think so too. And I think, and, and, and it just, I just feel like the, like everything just feels like it opened up all of a sudden now that I've made this decision. Um, I don't know. It just, I felt like I was wearing shoes that didn't fit me. Yeah. <laughs> I finally took them off and I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. Like this feels Put on some so flip flops right. and, and yeah. call it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know. I always say my analogy, I always feel like I, when I hit those moments is like, I feel like I lose a hundred pounds off my shoulders. Yeah. Because my shoulders are always yes. tight from sitting at a computer or something, but it always yeah. just feels like this, like, Oh, okay. Like, Yes, that's what it felt like. Just like a relief. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. This is such a relief. Um, So I'm going to tell a funny, like a strange story. (laughs) So so around the time, um, this is about a dream um, that I had. And and I feel like it, I don't know, it was was important in this decision to become an artist that happened six weeks ago. Um, So when I was 18, right around the time that my, um, my mom and my dad told me that I couldn't study art and, and, uh, and I was at school, like, you know, wondering what, what the heck I was supposed to do. I, I had this, um, this dream and in the dream, I was the age that I am now, right? 36. So it was almost 20 years in the future, which at that time felt like so old. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be close (laughs) to death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Super like middle aged. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, and, um, yeah. So in this dream, I'm, I'm, um, I'm going, I'm in one of my family's houses, uh, that we've, that we lived in the one in DC. And in, in this house, there was a storage, um, um, space under in the basement and and I'm going there and I'm like revisiting it and and there's all this paraphernalia um and old kind of relics from my life and it's like and, I, and in this dream I'm going into autumn like it's like the bloom of youth is is over and now it's this new transition phase where I'm kind of I'm, I'm starting to age and and anyway so it's this like dream where I'm going in and looking through the storage space kind of reflecting on the last you know two decades and um, and I'm going through and looking through photo albums and stuff, and then I notice in the back there's this cage, and uh, and I get closer, and inside of the cage there's a tiger, like or like a real tiger, like an alive tiger, and we look at each other and we're like, like oh my god, there there you are, there you've been all this time, and and he, the tiger is right at autumn too, he's just starting to age, the bloom of youth is fading, and and we look at each other and we're so so sad that I'd forgotten him in this cage. But we're also so happy to see each other again. Um, and I let him out of the cage and I say, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry that I forgot you all these years. But now we get to be together and we'll have adventures together and it's going to be wonderful. And, and I woke up and I was like so moved by the dream. I'm like, what is the tiger? <laughs> and I was really obsessed with tigers. And I was like, OK, like, what did this dream mean? You know, and I just I really was like really chewed it over for for years. I was always I mean everyone that I know about that I know well knows about this tiger dream so I'm always like what do you think it is and um and I and about this around this time that this realization happened I just 
um, I looked in the mirror and I was like working on, on this artwork and I, and I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, I'm the same age as I was in that dream. And then I just like hit me and like the tiger is, is, is artwork. <laughs> it's me being an artist. <sighs> and, um, and I started crying. <laughs> I'm about to start crying. I really cried. I was like, oh my God, that's it. You know, and I knew that that dream was trying to tell me something like, don't forget this thing, this powerful thing, um, about you and don't, um, you know, so anyways, I feel like I've just been reunited with this, um, with this part of me that I'd forgotten for so long. Oh my God. That is so beautiful. (laughs) That is amazing and exciting. Like it's just sort of validates everything. And it's like, let's go. Like, that's why, I mean, it's so funny. I should, like just looking at your Instagram feed in the last few weeks. That's why I said it's like all of a sudden it's just like everything is turned up to high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited to. It, it feels really good. I feel like I I feel um I don't know. It feels really grounded and like deep rooted. Like the decision feels really. I've always been so um so hesitant, so scared to 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 run with it. I think there there was this voice in my head that was just always saying like no this is a bad idea you're not going to make it you're not a legitimate artist and um and I and I think somehow in the last few weeks I'm like no like this is what I want to be doing and I really like my new work like I I, I you know yeah, uh, but, I you know quote, quote, believe in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and and that's good it's like the first time that I've yeah I don't know yeah so I, I think it's it's uh yeah, it feels right. It feels good. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I can't character. believe I'm talking to you right now. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah, that, that's what I, when I got your email, I was like, this timing is nuts. <laughs> yeah. I was really, I was, I, I was at a flea market um, just the other day, like two weeks ago, when I found this um, Princess Diana 70s <laughs> awesome funny book in German. And I was like, I need to get this, give this, and, and buy this, and give it to Danielle. And I had it. It's on, literally, it was on my to-do list. Like, send... Um, book to Danielle, oh and uh, and then you emailed me, and I was like, "Wow, this is so funny!" I was just about, and I was so happy that you found that inst- those installation pictures. It was just so cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't even know how. I don't. I can't even remember. I mean, it was just as soon as I saw them, I wrote the post. I mean, it was literally just a couple of days ago, and yeah. um, and I was like, Claire, like, <laughs> what have you been doing? Because I think you know when I, I mean I know what it's like to have a little person that you're taking care of. And so um, I remember, you know, doing the Land of Nothing with you and you just had your baby and I was so happy that you had done the piece for me for that collection. And then I kind of just left you alone because I know what it's like to have a baby, but yeah. then like having a two-year-old is even harder than having a baby. So yeah, I kind of just it left it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, I'd swing by and like, um, you know, check out, you, you know, see what was going on over there. And it, it was just still your regular stuff. And yeah. I don't know if I just was scrolling through Instagram. I don't know how I found the installation. And I was just like, what? And then the glass pieces are insane. And I was just like, okay. Like, normally <laughs> if I find, if I am like, I'm going to invite them on the podcast, I don't do the post that I was planning on doing because I like to just wait and have, put it all into the podcast post, right? Yeah, yeah. But I physically could not control myself. And I was like, <laughs> I need to put up this installation and I will ask her to be on the podcast. And it's just so tigerific. Like, I just love that, that, that you're at this moment and I got to catch you uh, in it. So cool. Actually, you know, the the, the installation, it's funny. Um, yeah, that was in 2015. Actually, yeah, so I'll, um, yeah, so I made this installation when I started when Nikolai was six months old and then I, I, I finished it and installed it when he was, um, 
a little over a year and a half. Um, so I was, it was so obsessive. My husband later, he was like, that was just so obsessive. (laughs) (laughs) And it's true. And, 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 um, yeah, I mean, really every time he would go down for a nap, I'd like run and start, you know, cutting things out. And I just, I was so, um, I was really bent on like, I was like, my, my collages have to be three dimensional. Like I want to be able to walk into one of my collages. That's exactly how I feel right now about mine. And I can't figure out how to do it, which is why when I saw yours, I was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, it's been this process of like figuring out how to do it. And it was actually really, um, so I, what, so I, I scanned, so it was, I don't, I kind of went about it in like a very roundabout way, right? First I I found all the, I sourced all the imagery and then they were so massive that I was like, I kind of can't think on this scale. I'm going to scan all the images and plan it out in, in Photoshop. So I sort of would design them and then I would lay them down and then I started, I was like, okay, like now I make them three dimensional and it, 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 it was, it was hard. I had to kind of, um, do a lot of, uh, problem solving. Yeah. Like, it's first, a different just, way of thinking. Yeah. Also the materials I had to buy some like fancy glue and these like acrylic, um, um, acrylic, uh, tubing and, uh, I needed ah. spray that made the glue set faster. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was a uh, sort of a, a process figuring out how to make them so that you could walk around them. Some, some of them were hanging yeah. and said some of them were coming off the walls. Um, and, and then, so where, where was that show? You know, did- I just did it as a pop-up. I yeah. rented my old, um, I rented my old studio, um, and, and my mom and, and my mother-in-law both came for two weeks <laughs> when I was installing it. So, so what I was doing for that year, I really worked on it for a year, like super, super obsessive, crazy person, just like every second that I had free, like cutting things out and building them. And my house, um, it's funny cause the, my husband is really, um, is really minimal oh boy. <laughs> and these pieces are like really baroque and sort of like overflowing and slowly bit by bit the house was just getting overgrown with my, with my collages um, that were like growing out of the walls like plants um, and and then finally I'm just saying goodness the show finally happened because the house was starting to look really nuts and um yeah so and so we I installed it and uh the installation was way way harder than I thought because because I brought the pieces in and I hung them and and I wanted it I wanted people to walk in and just feel like overtaken by the works. I wanted it to feel like you were, um, just in a thicket. Um, and, and I thought, and then I realized once I installed them that the space was actually really big and, and the, and I didn't have the effect that I wanted. And I actually ended up just pulling like 12 hour days for a week. Um, like building the collage actually directly onto the wall (laughs) with, um, yeah, with, um, with yeah like like sometimes like you know like putting the post directly onto the wall and making the three-dimensional collage directly on the wall and and um yeah just kind of troubleshooting but it 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 ended up looking really um really cool in the end it 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 paid off and then and then and uh yeah so and I kind of I, I I like I don't know why I was so obsessively needing to do it I think I think because um being at home with a baby I felt like I needed something else at the same time, yeah. like that I was working towards. And, and I totally, I mean, it was just, you know, I just basically, it was like a pop-up show that I did on my own and I, and I, and I timed it exactly for the time that he was going to start daycare. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, like I wanted to kind of celebrate my sort of one, like having some more time to myself again. Yeah. Um, and, and um, yeah, and I did the show and then afterwards it was funny. I like, 
I don't know. I sort of had like postpartum or something. <laughs> yeah. And, and I didn't share it with, I didn't, I had photos taken and it kind of all closed down and, and I don't know, I felt, um, oddly like a little, um, I don't know, like it took me a while to be able to revisit the work and to start sharing the pieces of, of, of the installation for, for whatever reason. So it's funny that, that I'm, I'm really, really happy that you found it now because I think, um, I think that the installation and the glass works are actually really connected. I feel like they're both trying to get at the same thing, which is yeah. like an immersive environment. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you're an artist. I'm sure you know exactly what I mean. Like sometimes you make something and then you feel really ambivalent about it for a while. Yeah, well, and it's also that like, go, 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 go. It happens. It's over. Right. You have that like, yeah, it's sort of like a depression almost. And then there's also the, oh, what was the point? Yes. Um, <laughs> I work so hard. And then... Yeah, like, I totally know. And especially, especially, I mean, you also had hormones raging through you because you had a yeah. baby. Um, yeah. And I remember feeling that same way when um, Charlie was home because I quit my job to stay home with him. And um, yeah. I loved being home with him. It's a, my favorite job I've ever had in my life. But same thing, like, around one, I started, when he was about one, I was like, okay, like, I need to be something other than Charlie's mom. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and I needed a creative outlet. And um, a lot of the things that I did in that time, I felt like I'd get super excited and then I'd sort of be like, oh. Yeah. I, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, it's an interesting life lifetime. It's it's absolutely wonderful. And also, um, yeah, yeah. It's, um, well, but you I, know, that's what I think is nice about, for me, for so, with social media is because back then there wasn't social media yet. And so, well, not really. I think Facebook was just sort of starting, but I would make these things and I only had mom friends who half right. of them probably didn't know my actual first name. They just thought I was Charlie's mom. And right. I would make this stuff. I had no one to share it with. And I'd be so proud of it. And then I'd put it on a shelf to gather dust. And I was like, yeah. what was the point? And I mean, while I was in the middle of it, the point was I loved it. And it was, I, you know, I was being creative and it was an outlet. But then we're such goal-oriented people that I was like, okay, well, now what? Like, yeah. And, and so yeah. it was just this really like hard cycle that I did over and over and over, which led to feeling so jealous of everybody that was showing, which is why I started the Jealous Curator when Charlie was about two and a half, because yeah. I'd had this sort of year and a bit of feeling stuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's like the, that's the right word. I actually, I keep thinking that these days that I'm like in this process of getting unstuck right now. And, um, and, and like everything that you described just rings so so true um although you know it's interesting you you um in, in your questions you I, I think you said um you know like the year that, that I went silent on Instagram but you know it's interesting I, I I feel like for me it was it was more that I got a job and I was so like I just couldn't I couldn't keep I like I, I can keep two balls in the air maybe like I can have a job and like try and do artwork on the side or I can have a kid and have a job but I couldn't have a kid and have a job and I was also learning German at the time like yeah. pretty intensively and I just I just couldn't keep them all up and I was getting really exhausted and I was like no and uh, I, I can't do this anymore and so I actually sort of shelved that and then I saw I don't know, it just got to this point where I was like I like I feel like I can't breathe if I don't make some artwork like Same I just here. Yeah, yeah, and I and I you had, to let the, it, you had to let the tiger out of the cage. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I think um, there's something happens that when you're older, and I think 
at least for me it has where we're like that thing when you're younger at least that I had where I was like anything's possible like maybe a one day I'll turn into a vampire and have yeah. a unicorn like you never know you know what I mean like, like like almost like magical thinking that you know one day you might just like happen to become an astronaut like right. I think that like at this age now I'm like no like my choices have consequences the things that I say yes to means that I'm saying no to other things and I I just had this moment where I was like I can't do both I have to choose and I was like I choose art like a hundred percent um and I and I think that that I'm actually like really glad that I'm a mom because all of a sudden my time is so much more precious Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that I have, like, I can thank Nikolai <laughs> that, that I, that I, that I, um, that I made this choice. And also I think, um, something that's important for me is, is, it's like, I'm always, you know, like taking him in on walks and looking like, look at this, like, look at these bugs or, you know, look mm-hmm. at this tree or, you know, showing him things and getting him, you know, and he gets so excited and, and, uh, kind of like showing him, you know, the world around him and, and exploring it and also like learning it through his eyes as well. And I don't know, it's so important to me that he, that, that I'm realized as a person as, as and as a mom, um, because yeah. I think it was always so sort of sad for me to see my mom having have, having had given up so much, um, and and I and I just I don't know I want I want I want Nikolai to um to like really know me so I want him I want to be like the truest version of myself so I can give that to him. Mm. Yeah, that's you know? so nice. Yeah, and I completely agree. Like I uh, I really want Charlie to see that too, and you know. I've tried to shove art down his throat. He's not, he's not, he doesn't like art. He told me the other okay. day, he's in middle school <laughs> and they're doing art right now. And he's like, mom, yeah. I hate art. And I was like, ah. ouch. <laughs> I know you just, I, I painted Nikolai a mural on his wall, a jungle mural. I spent so long making it. And then he was like, mommy, I don't like it. Take it away. And I had to paint over it. <laughs> and I was just like, it was such a lesson. I was like, okay, you're into tractors and dinosaurs. Like, <laughs> point taken <laughs> yeah. you you do you kid I get it yeah. I, know, I know I know and that's the thing is like Charlie's really into um drama so it's like and you know awesome okay. and he you know he plays soccer right now it's just like do do your thing kid but I really want him um you know my mom my mom's an artist too and she kind of gave it up to take care of us and she's doing yeah. it again now which is great but um she she had said that to me when I think when I was pregnant um, she said, you know, make sure that you have something that is you, like make sure that you have something that is all Danielle, because being a parent can be really all consuming and you can kind of lose who you are. And she said, it's important for Charlie to, to know who his mom is. And that really stuck in my head because my mom kind of didn't do that until we got older, you know, and, uh, now, now it's so cool to see her doing her thing. And, um, so, you know, I, I try and bring Charlie to like, you know, the occasional book signing or, you know, I just, I want him to see that his mom set out to do something and she's doing it and he can set out to do whatever it is that he wants to do and he can do it, you know? Yeah. I love that. That is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. One of my favorite things, and I've talked about this before, but it was when I got to go and speak at Pixar and, um, we couldn't afford for all three of us to go down to San Francisco. And so I just went by myself and he was maybe seven at the time. And I was like kicking myself that, you know, we didn't just fork out the money and because, you know, it was so cool. And then they invited us like, but maybe two years later, they said, you know, good dinosaurs coming out. We're doing a VIP friends and family screening at Pixar. 
would you guys like to come and bring Charlie? Oh, so awesome. And so we went, and he was nine. And, I mean, the most amazing day at Pixar. My friend Vincent that works there gave us, it was a Saturday, so no one was around. He gave us, like, a five-hour tour. They have a, a cereal room. So Charlie got to have, like, cereal, any kind of cereal he wanted. And we left there, and we're heading back to the car, and he just said, Mommy, that was the best day of my life. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. As a parent, you're just like, oh, heart melted. I know. And so, and then my husband's so amazing and supportive. And so he'll point out to Charlie, like, how cool is it that you have a mom that made it so yeah. that you could go to Pixar? And I, like, I um, love that Greg even puts that in his head, too, because I, I just want him to know that, like, oh, and it was so cool at Pixar, too, because Vincent said something about, oh, you know, maybe you'll work here one day. And Charlie said, well, I'm not very good at art. Um, but I like writing stories. And then Vincent said, well, let me show you the story writing department. That's so amazing. And Charlie was just like, what? Because he thought, you know, you think Pixar, think you have to be an animator. And he's like, no, 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 you do not. That You could be this or this or this or this. or th-, And showed him all the different departments. Well, he just, yeah. it, it made it a reality to him. Like at nine years old to know that you can do whatever you want. Like there, there are, there's jobs and work and you just have to look to find it. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. It was really cool. I love cool. that. It was really cool. Yeah. If the jealous curator leads to nothing else. It was like the fact that I got to be a mom who took my nine-year-old boy to Pixar. I was like, yes. High fives yeah. to me because that was like <laughs> the coolest thing I could have ever offered that particular kid, you know? Yeah. Oh, I love that story. Yeah. yeah you know, something that I kept, I kept thinking that I want to mention um, that that I meant to kind of tie into the the story about you know like always moving around and then finally arriving. I think um, you know you're talking about your supportive husband and and your child and wanting to you know kind of be like kind of set like set a, like a role model yeah. um, for for what you can achieve and and I think for me um, it's been so important um, and I think the the reason why I'm able to make this work right now is that I finally have like a really supportive, really stable family and home of my own. Um, like I'm finally staying somewhere long enough. I, I know my neighbors, I'm friends with them. I like can walk down the street and like the guy at the bicycle shop knows my name, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's so cool as I've never, um, had this before and I'm, and I love it so, so much. And, um, and my husband and my son, like, really ground me and um yeah and 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 Jacob my husband is is so supportive um and i and i think that it's like i feel like a little bit almost like a plant <laughs> that never was able to take root and i really needed that in order to you know and it's, it's cheesy but to bloom <laughs> and uh, and and i and and i and i really feel like um that that having this sort of um sort of like really stable loving um foundation right now and and being a mom which is like the most grounding experience i mean <laughs> you can't you can't split off when you have to like you know i don't know manage a tantrum about uh, how you cut your bread wrong or yeah something. Exactly. you really have to stay in the moment <laughs> and uh i think it's been really 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 good for me um and i think that it's like absolutely fed my creativity um it's just to be able to stay like the so it's so like parent it's so like the opposite right of what everyone always thinks like for me it's just like the freedom to finally stay somewhere yeah well I mean it's a bit yeah it's exactly right like it's however you grow up right like if you've never left Indiana or whatever you know you might be like no yeah. I need to experience the world and so I was just thinking like if you stay where you are your son's gonna hit 18 and be like I need I to know. see the world <laughs> 
I was just thinking that the other day. I was like running. I was like, oh, why did my mom study, like, let me study art? And then I was like, oh my God, what if Nikolai comes up to me and he's like, I'm moving to South America to, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't I'll be like, oh no, kid, don't do it. I know, I know. <laughs> or I won't. I'll support him, but I, I'll have to really, you know, have to. You know, remember, remember, remember. Yeah, I know. That's so, so funny. And, but I, I totally know what you mean. I mean, I haven't moved. I've moved a lot, but sort of more all over Canada. Yeah. And uh, and when we moved back here, I, we've now moved to the town that I grew up in, that town that I refused to leave when my parents went to Europe. I was gone for 22 years, and I've we've come back about six years ago. And... It's that hundred pounds off my shoulders thing. I have, I feel so comfortable here. Um, like we're done. Like we're not moving anywhere. Like this is it. Like this is yeah. the house forever. And I just feel like I can exhale and really, like you said, put down roots and just do this thing, you know? Yeah. And um, it's a really, I totally know what you mean. It's also our age too. I think, you know, I think you yeah. hit an age where it's like you start saying no yeah. You kind of start, yeah. you've known yourself now for these decades and it's like, you know what, actually, and yeah. you start making your own decisions and um, you mix that with feeling like you're stable somewhere and you're not going anywhere. Yeah. Like yeah. it is your time. It is your time to just explode. And um, I'm just so excited for you. And I'm excited for oh, me thanks. that I managed to talk to you <laughs> at this particular moment because I can't yeah. even imagine what's going to come. I'm so excited. I I feel I feel yeah. I feel really really excited about the next year. Yeah, and the years. Well, you yeah. know it's so funny. I had no idea about any of this because you had an Etsy shop. Like you you know you had lots of beautiful work that you was it an Etsy shop or your own? yeah yeah. You know what's you know what's so funny? I'm actually so this is this is um, you're kind of like hitting on something that keeps happening is because I, I I'm. I'm so uncomfortable saying the words. I actually haven't said them yet. It's like, I'm an artist. I feel like I, people ask me what they do. I'm like, well, I don't know. I just dance around it. It's so hard for me to say these words. And I am, once I get all of my, uh, all the launch, you know, I just finished building the website and I'm right now redesigning my Instagram feed and kind of putting together a newsletter, like all the kind of the basic stuff. And once this is all done, I'm going to have my friends in Berlin out for a, uh, coming out party where I'm going to come out as an artist. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because when I tell them this, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, we already know that you're an artist. And I'm like, wait, no, but you guys. <laughs> no, no, but I really, like, I seriously <laughs> I am. Really, yeah, because for me, I'm like, that's really like, no, I never saw myself that way. I think it's really, because I think it's, yeah, I've had this re- reaction over and over again where people are like, why are you having a coming out party? Like, <laughs> We already know that you're an artist. Um, but I think for me, it's just, I, yeah, I, I think I need to maybe practice saying that sentence, I'm an artist, until it feels feels right and yeah. like it's my, my, you know, my sentence. <laughs> well, you know, and I, that has been very new for me, too. Like, really, yeah. maybe in the last year and a half, two years, where, I, well, even, yeah, last year, where I can say it confidently without, like, my eyes watering and, like, you know, being, yeah. like embarrassed and thinking that people are going to call me out on it you know it's I can finally say it but it's practice it's just you know like saying it at dinner parties I I said at a a dinner party a while ago where no one knew me someone said what do you do and I was like I'm going to try this one I said I'm a writer and you know because I I had a new book coming out and I was like I'm just going to say it and see what happens yeah happened they were like cool 
Yeah, and you are a writer. <laughs> you know, I, it's been so inspiring to follow you these years. Like, it's been, I feel like more than anyone else online and and in out in the world, like, watching you and, and your blog and then the subsequent, you know, the books that followed and then now, like, watching you make and post and share and, and show your work um, has, I don't know, it's been, it's really been important to me coming out as well. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, I just, it's been so inspiring and so important um, to, to watch the work that you do and, 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 and see how you support other artists and how you've supported me and my own artwork. It's just, I don't know, you're doing such important work. Um, your own artwork and your own books are amazing. And then also just um, like the ripple effects that you have are huge. Like you Aww. really changed my life. I don't know Thank if I know you. That's, Yeah, so, but really. That's, you know, and when I hear that from people, it's just like, I, I sit at my computer and cry all the time. If I get emails like that, it's just like, because I felt so alone for so long. So the fact that I'm just so grateful that I was able to just, you know, Greg totally set up the blog for me. I was like, I don't know, what's the point in a blog? <laughs> and then he set it up. And then to have um, Kate Woodrow from Chronicle, who's now my agent, yeah. she has her own agency now, She to have her go, hey, do you want to write a book? And to let me do creative Amazing. blog, you know, yeah. when they probably wanted a coffee table book, but to let me do creative blog and... I just feel like um, so hashtag blessed, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that this has become my life and um, yeah. that I've met people like you. And, you know, it was so funny because for the longest time I used Jell's Curator. <laughs> the whole point of Jell's Curator was for me to start making art again. But then I used yeah. Jell's Curator as a way to hide out from making art because I was just too busy. I was too busy yeah. with the blog to do my own art. And then I was too busy with the books to do my own art. And I thought, oh, my God, what a hypocrite, you know. And yeah. so that's why I forced myself to really say I'm an artist and really start playing and, and exploring and putting myself in really uncomfortable positions like joining groups and talking, you know, like talking yeah. about my art to other human beings and all of these things yeah, that were hard, terrifying it? to me. Yeah. You know, I, know. I was, before this phone call, I was like heart racing sitting in my chair like how am I going to talk about myself and my art oh my god yeah yeah it's a lot it's a lot and you're so honest about it I think that's like the also the nice thing is that you talk about the discomfort in it and that is so good because like you know I live in I live in Berlin and I have a lot of friends that are artists I was at the Biennale and I, I visited a friend there who um it was showing and you know kind of like you know fancy fancy pants are yeah <laughs> and 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 those art parties really they can make me feel super paralyzed um because they it's sort of um like elitism through exclusion not that yeah, yeah. anyone i know personally does that but just the whole vibe you know it's yeah. like and, and and that can make you go home and just look at your stuff and be like this i hate it i hate everything yeah <laughs> i know <laughs> I completely know. I, I never I never went to art openings. Even when Jell's Curator first started, I just started getting invites to things yeah. as the Jell's Curator. And I was I was just like, oh, hell no. Like, I, I, I was so scared to go to anything. And then as I started to go, I was like, like you just said, like, no one you know is like that, right? And as I started to go, I was like, I didn't meet anyone like that. Like, everybody yeah. was yeah. so nice and so welcoming. And I'm like, but wait, you're a successful artist? And you're nice? Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, yeah. it just made me go, oh. Okay, and again, there goes 100 pounds off the shoulders, and it, right. it just allowed me to go, 
you know what? I think there is a place for me in this world, even as an yeah. artist. I think I think this is also this was something that happened just recently. I I um I, f- I feel like like there was like a few things that came together to kind of give me this push to be like it's okay, Claire. Like you can go to a dinner party and say that you're an artist. <laughs> the guy's not gonna fall. Um and and one of them was um was so when I worked in when I was in Los Angeles, I worked in the arts commission, sort of ironically, like being the arts administrator, giving support to artists to do their work. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was like inching towards it, but not like me taking the plunge. But anyway, when I was there, um, I worked really closely with uh, an organization called the Pasadena Arts Council that's now called Fulcrum Arts. And I always really loved and admired their work. Um, they were one of my like by far favorite organizations that we funded. Um, and, and, I stayed in touch with them, and then now um, this um, a, a, kind of an acquaintance-turned friend of mine, Robert Crouch, is the executive director, and uh, he saw my work on Etsy, and then he, I'm sorry, on, on Instagram, and he was like, "Hey, I really like your stuff. Can you design some of our um, like outreach materials?" So I've been doing that for them, which for me was like, a, I was like, wow, like these people that I admire actually want to use my work. Like that's exciting. And then, um, and then about two months ago, he came to, he's also a, a sound a musician and sound artist. And he came to Berlin and he's like, Hey, we're having a fundraiser on paddle eight. Um, could we come by and would you mind like, you know, could we, could we maybe sell some of your pieces in, in our, sh- in our show? And I was like, wait a second, this organization wants to raise money for themselves <laughs> with my artwork, but I think I can't, make a living on my artwork and it was sort of this like wait like why do I have this belief in my head and and he came and and uh, and picked up some pieces and and it was so nice we I feel like he gave me like about an hour of just real talk um and and he kind of represents everything that I was like thought that I was really intimidated by right like he went to Cal Arts he worked at at this um really amazing gallery lace in in LA and and I always my like big insecurity with my artwork is that sometimes that I feel like people will think it's decorative um, mm. and not like fine art. Um, and he and I told him this, and I was like, you know, I don't know, or you know, I think that maybe people think. And he's like, he like rolled his eyes, and he's like, I know those people, those air quotes. I can't see the concept through the pretty people. <laughs> and I was like, I, I was like, I love that. I want to get it tattooed on my arm. Yeah, no, I was just thinking, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> write that down. Actually, I want to do a little stop action animation with, um, that's my next project that I want to do because I loved it so much. And, uh, and I just like have to remember that I'm like, you know, um, it's my artwork and it's valid. And if some people think it's decorative, then you know, whatever, that's but what they think, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I know. Can I ask a quick question about collage? Yeah. Because, um, so I'm speaking at a, a collage conference that's put on by Collage Mag- Magazine, which is K O L A J, and um, in New Orleans this July, and I'm doing like this keynote talk about the fact that I'm a collage artist, and I think my angle is going to be like like an AA meeting. <laughs> I stand up and like admit that I am in fact a collage artist Yeah, because there's this weird shame is completely the wrong word, but like there's this weird like apologeticness that, that, that collage isn't art or that it's, Oh really? Oh, I don't, you don't feel that? No, I love collage art. Like I love, I've always loved, I love um, everyone else's collage art, but for some reason I've had like a really hard time calling my art art yeah huh. and so I just I always ask collage artists this because uh, you know um yeah so I yeah you don't that's awesome yeah well 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I tried for a long time to be a painter. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not a good painter. I should, should not be a painter. And <laughs> I and I was always, the it's like they never looked like how the, it was supposed to look in my head. Yeah. And then I did a collage, and I was like, this is exactly how it's supposed to look. Like, this is it, you know? And, and I think it, it works with, like, how my brain works. Like, I just want really quick visual associations. And I love working with collage. And and I've always really liked collage. I, I When I was younger, I, like, I really, really love Joseph Cornell, mm-hmm. um, and he's a collage artist. So I don't know. I never had the not seeing it as legitimate. I mean, I think I think that I guess, seed came from my art school um, yeah. experience. Is that um, I was doing a. I mean, I was calling them paintings, but I was cutting stuff out and gluing things on, and yeah. they did not like that. Hmm. And so I think that that little seed was planted in my head. Yeah, that it didn't count. Yeah, sometimes I wonder if it was a blessing that I didn't go to art school. Like, yeah, I probably you know what I mean. Like, yeah. I don't know. I had like one drawing class in in college, and that like destroyed my love of drawing just in mm. one semester because the guy was such a jerk. Yeah, you know, it so <laughs> depends where you go and like who yeah. your profs are and what they say to you. I mean, it's just so it's very temperamental. Like, it's very yeah, yeah, and you're so it's so personal. Like, it's and they're so opinionated. Yeah, and it's not like going to study <laughs> math where it's like this answer is either right or it's not you know it's right. it's just like you either get an a or a you know a fail and it's just like based on subjectivity yeah. like it's really really tricky um yeah. but I think you know like you know I often say like inner critic thoughts come from little seeds being planted and you know god love your parents but like you're you know your mom planted that seed right you know right. um in in love and in trying to protect you and almost that's almost the the, the worst seeds because yeah. when it comes from somebody yeah. that you know loves you and that you trust mm-hmm. and you know that yeah. they're doing it out of love it becomes really real like yeah yeah no it's it's I mean really I'm I, that that she said that almost twenty years ago and it's taken oh, it's taken this long to just be like, no, like I believe in myself. Yeah. I don't, I don't care. Well, and so what does she <laughs> think now? What does she think she's, about? She's really, really happy uh, that I'm yeah. doing it. And she's really, she's like, you know, she calls me all the time. She's like, I'm so sorry. I just, I hope that as a mom, you understand that I just was trying to protect you. And, um, you know, we, we're really, we're very close and we talk about it really honestly. Yeah. Um, is she making I, again or no? No, but she's really happy. She's had a sort of this renaissance, um, uh, in her older years, I, I, you know, you know, the artist, uh, Lisa Kong, Congdon, she yeah. wrote that book, um, the, a glorious freedom yeah. women over 50. So I just, I sent that to my mom for, for her birthday. And, uh, and, and I think that that really, I, I, you know, my parents separated, which I think was, was ultimately really liberating for my mom because, um, you know, I think she was really like our upbringing was hard, always having to move. And I think it was also really hard for her. Um, cause every time you move, you have to give up your friends and yeah. kind of your identity, you know, and it's, and I think she just, um, I think she was like losing little pieces of herself with each move. And, um, and now she also can finally stay in DC. She's settled into her house. She dances tango every night till like <gasps> five in the morning. <laughs> my mom is such an extrovert. It's really more like a, yeah, I mean, oh we my God, that's so amazing. Well. <laughs> yeah. My mom is really, really, really cool. Like that's, that's the, I think that that's what also kind of made it so like, Oh my God, that she didn't want me to be an artist is that, you know, she's, she's awesome. We get along so well. Um, and, and, and she's, 
yeah, she's a she's a really she's a cool cat. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. See, cat, and that's you know? why, like, that's why it's even more. And I totally get it. Like, I I told this story just a couple episodes ago, but that I started in science. I started in marine biology, and then my dad, who's a PhD scientist, said, "I think you should switch to fine art." Because yeah. that's just who you are. And then my mom, the artist, like she said that she was supportive of it, but I could see the panic. Yeah. You know, and I yeah. could see the waver in her voice because she was just like, okay, well, but it's really hard. And she doesn't yeah. remember saying any of that, but I remember it very clearly because I thought my artist mom would be like, oh my gosh, so cool. And she was the yeah. one that was hesitant and that yeah. scared me. I, th- I think, I mean, I think that it's also, I think it's, it's, I think there's something also a little, maybe I'm just guessing, but a bit gendered about it as well. I mean, I think that, that as I think it's really, you know, especially in my mom's generation, I think it was really hard to make it as a female artist and yeah, it still is, true. you know, yes, and I, and I yeah. think that, you know, when you have a daughter, you kind of want to protect them from the perils of the world. I mean, God, I just, my husband and I just like got teary about my son. Um, for the first time he was going to hang out with these kids that are a little older and he wanted to wear his his shirt with the cactuses on it so that he looked fancy, oh you know, gosh. and like, and he's so cute. It was like, he never wants to wear it, but then he's like the flower shirt and we're like the cactus shirt, the cacti shirt. He's like, yeah, that one. And he put it on and then he went, he was too shy to play with them. And then like, we were talking about, we're like, oh my God, he just wanted to fit in. He wanted to like look nice. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Like when it's your own kid, it's just so painful. You're like, oh, oh, oh my I God. know. Like the protective, the protective yeah, thing you don't is want them real. To yeah, it's so real. And like, now that I'm a parent, I, I get it. You know, like, I understand that she didn't want me to, to have the experience that she had. And she was trying to protect me from something, um, yeah. even though it was totally, you know, misguided. And ultimately, I think, caused um, a lot of sort of lost wandering. In my but you life. know what, like you just said, like, maybe, maybe it saved you from going to art school, like, may, you know, your path, yeah. everybody's path is different. And um, you have come to it at such a perfect moment and everything yeah. that you have experienced has led up to this moment. And I really feel like, you know, like the tiger's out of the cage and it's just like, <laughs> okay, go, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah. you're still so young, you have decades ahead and it's just so, you know, this is your story and this is, yeah, everybody's got their good. own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It feels good. And, and I think like, I'm, I'm super excited about the, when I started doing the glass pieces, like, each time I would kind of like keep experimenting, I would just jump back and be like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> They're it, beautiful. It, it looked, they looked cooler than I could have thought, you know, like I, I, I think I just didn't, it was like, as I was putting them together, I was like, wow, like I just, I think I have years of experimentation with the, with the medium yeah. and, and something that you like, that, that doesn't come across when in the photos is how they interact with light. Um, mm. when, when the light comes through them, they cast shadows on the wall that look almost like light through a tree. You know, the shadows are really cool. And, and then the, the sides that are green also catch and reflect the light and sort of send off, um, you know, light reflections. And I don't know, they just kind of dance in the room a little bit. And, so um, beautiful. Yeah. And so so are they, are all those panels actually attached to each other? No, they, um, they're held together in the, in the, in the, in the, um, what's it like the rack that they're in. Okay. That's what Um, I wondered. Yeah. Yeah. And actually it's, it's when I was making them, the, the pieces hold themselves together by their own weight. Um, but then I decided to, to sort of lightly glue them to the glass, um, just for transportation, but it's kind of, it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of cool how they just kind of hold themselves together. Mm. Um, and, and I think like now that I'm, you know, I have them and I want to keep experimenting, I would love to do them um, upright or like mounted to a wall yeah. or something. I think 
um, I, yeah, they just have so much potential. Like, I, think I can do, um, yeah, all types of stuff with them. I'm so I excited. I know. I think that's the beginning. when, And you can see your excitement in them. So I'm like, ooh, I wonder where she's going to go with this. And I think it's really cool that you kind of went from that installation idea wanting you know, I totally know what you mean. When I went to the Venice Biennale last summer and there was this one room, it was quite a small little room, and this guy, whose name I'm completely blanking on, had made the entire room a little installation that you stepped into, but it was um, it was all embroidery. So the walls oh. were all fabric and he'd sewn, like there was trees and embroidery and then um, this neon string was hanging from the ceiling and then they would turn off the light, so it was just black light, and then it would, oh, it was so wow. cool, and so you were truly, you stepped into this guy's artwork. Yeah, and yeah. He does, he does pieces that are mounted to the wall, like, almost like a canvas, right, but it's all embroidery and whatever, but this actually took over the entire space, and I left there just with chills, and I was like, how do I make my collages do that? Yeah, that <laughs> and, feeling, yeah. yeah. So I totally know where you're going, and I think it's so cool that you immerse yourself in that, in that installation, figure it out, you know, yeah. realize the room was too big for what you wanted. Now you're doing these glass pieces and it's just like, it's just going to keep evolving. Like, it's just going to be so exciting to see where it all goes. Yeah. I'm excited too. I think that the glass pieces would lend themselves really well to an installation. Actually, yeah. that's kind of like, oh, that would be amazing. Yeah. 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 Oh, I had a similar, I just quick tangent. I had a similar um, experience as you at the Biennale, but just like two years ago, I was taking a walk in nature and there was uh, just with my, like on the countryside and there was this tree and I was like, I have to stick my head inside that tree. <laughs> and I like stuck my head inside of it. And it was this, there were all these birds. And if I just, um, stopped moving for long enough they would start singing again and and um inside there were all these uh white uh, sorry pink um blooms and it was just this world of its own and then the minute you left it you were back out and it was a sunny day and the sky was blue and but then I was and I was like I want that feeling that feeling that all of a sudden from one moment to the next you're completely in like another little universe another little ecosystem them. Yeah, yeah and, and like the sound is different, you know, like yeah, it's quieter yeah. or what? Yeah, muffled almost. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Oh, see, it's all there, oh, and now you've given yourself yeah. the, the space and time to go figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Yay. excited. <laughs> oh, this has been so good. I feel like I, I just realized that we actually recorded all of that, and so, <laughs> I just feel like you're, you and I are both like, and then, and then, I know, me too. Um, <laughs> Okay, so now I'm making you do the... I told you I would ramble. No, that was not rambling. (laughs) It's beautiful storytelling, and I loved every single second of it. Um, So now we're doing the not-so-speedy speed round. Okay. Donuts or chips? Um, gosh, chips? Yeah, Yeah. that's correct. (laughs) Although I do love a good donut, but chips, yeah. Me too, I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, First pet. Oh, Gosh, oh, now we're gonna bring um, up the sad. No, wait. There was other. My my dad had birds, but they weren't mine. But I got to listen to them, and when we were in Recife. Okay, parrots yeah. or something? No, these like songbirds, oh. these cage songs, which is beautiful and sad at the same yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Oh dear. Maybe that's where your tiger dream came from. Um, okay, who what who what was the name of the dog that you had to leave in DC? Lucy. Oh, Lucy. Yeah. What, what was she? It's a mutt. We got her at the pound. Um, mm. She was white, fluffy. Oh, little Lucy. Super excited all the time. <laughs> Hashtag so excited. <laughs> Would you ever get another dog? 
Oh my goodness. Um, now only that you if we have had roots. a property. Yeah. Yeah. Only if we had a place for them to run around. Yeah. But not not right now. No. Would you get a tiger? Although I like. I um. <laughs> I would go to the jungle and ride on a tiger. Yeah, there you go. Oh my god, that leads perfectly into my next question. Okay. But I didn't know about Brazil and all that stuff, but would you rather live in a jungle or in a mountaintop? Um, oh my goodness. Mountaintop, because I've been to the jungle and you get so many bug bites. <laughs> jungle jungle is amazing, but it's a little it's a little it's a little brutal. It's a little uh Lots of things that will bite oh, yeah. you. Yeah, no <laughs> a little poisonous. Yeah, mountaintop. All you have to have is some sure footing. Exactly. Yeah. Some good pair of shoes. And yeah, all, like, that's some... right. Watch out for yeah. yetis, and you'll be all good. Well, because yeah. you know, it's so funny. Your work. Um, once you were telling your story about all of these, like you know, South American places, because uh, your work is so jungly, like uh, you know, your tropical <laughs> birds and your yeah, and it's lush and the gems yeah. and the snakes you know I am absolutely terrified of snakes and I cannot believe that that is the image I used on Instagram for you that piece <laughs> that had that big yellow like that gives me yeah, the creeps totally but that's but I always I want that with my work I always add like some scary bug because I think especially from growing up in the jungle that was always I always had that experience where I was like it's so beautiful it's so scary yeah <laughs> you know like, something would be absolutely gorgeous and you'd be admiring it and then this like really enormous bizarre insect would crawl out from the inside of the flower oh, or something oh, so, yeah but that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's nature, right? I, know. <laughs> I know when I was but traveling was, in Australia I was just like on guard constantly I was terrified <laughs> I went there was this one I was in Byron Bay and um I was cutting across from the hostel I was staying in you could cross these sand dunes and get to the beach so you're going through these little paths and um I saw the biggest spider I've ever seen in my entire life so I ran back to the hostel and got the girl that I was staying with who was Australian and I was like okay. oh my god you have got to come and see this spider because I've just never seen anything like it. and she was like oh okay so she comes with me and she was like like that's nothing thing. <laughs> oh my god and yeah so I was a bit of a chicken when, when I was there but yeah I'm not I but Australia is intense yeah I'm gonna pick mountaintop yeah. I'll come I'll come okay. with you on a mountaintop okay um okay and because you are such a world traveler well you were if you could go anywhere in the world right now like you don't have to fly there you'd just be transported there where would you go Japan Oh. I've been really curious to go to Japan. Wow, yeah. yeah. So you've never been there? I've never been. And the photos all look so beautiful that I've seen. And I don't know, I just want to eat the food. And ah, yeah. I don't know, go to, a, go to a mountaintop in Japan. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. God. Claire, this was so fun, so awesome. I'm so excited for you. Thanks. Yeah. When is the new site up? Like momentarily? The new the new website yeah. yeah so the new website is is up um oh. and the new Instagram is going to be um coming up uh starting Cinco de Mayo I've decided oh, that's going to be my launch date I'm redesigning the wall and yeah I'm just going to be pushing for new opportunities and um yeah see what oh. the what the year brings me okay well we'll all be watching and um you know like I was saying to Kaylee last week you never know who listens to this podcast so. You know, yeah. if, if you're listening and you want to work with Claire, call her. Okay, there. Yeah. Now it's in the universe. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, yeah. Well, I will let you go because it is um, probably Nico's bedtime. 
Yeah, although I'm off the hook because my husband's in the kitchen. They actually just, while we were talking, they very slowly tiptoed by, and my oh. my son looked over at me with this little face like, I'm being so quiet. Oh, that's so very sweet. Cute. I know, yeah. poor Charlie has had, I've had this podcast now for three years, and whenever I record, it's like, okay, buddy, you have to be quiet, and he's like, okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so he's at school right now, so he doesn't have to be quiet, but. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Greg's out there keeping the wiener dogs from barking, so that's good. Yeah, all right. Anyway. Holding them for it. <laughs> all right, well, have a lovely evening. Thank you, you so too. much have for doing day. this. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. It was really, I'm so honored and so excited, and yeah, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> well, you enjoy that tiger um, riding, and I will talk to you soon. <laughs> all right, okay, bye. bye. Oh, my word, that was so good. That tiger dream? I mean, come on. That is goosebump, tear-inducing magic right there. I feel like it was a little bit of our history in the making, actually. I cannot believe I interviewed her at this exact moment. There are so many exciting things ahead for this amazing woman. Thank you to Claire for taking the time to share her story and for being so open and vulnerable. Thanks to Saatchi Art and Create Magazine for supporting this episode. And of course, thank you for listening. There will be more art for your ear next weekend. See you then.